welcome to the very first episode of this podcast. Like I am officially disvirginating my podcast with this and I am super excited about it. Thank you so much for joining us. And yep, I said us because today I am not alone on the show. So our guest today is no other than my beautiful, amazing sister, my fashion icon, my role model, stylist, extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. You have to add the French feel to it because she's so classy and she is so stylish. She is the Black Queen of Calgary and most importantly, the mother to my beautiful nephew, Michelle, who by the way has the best brows and lashes I've ever seen on a boy. In fact, on any human being, like his brows and lashes are to die for. Literally. Okay, so we call her a rhino at home, but she's popularly known simply as Irene Jope. So all the way from Calgary, she's going to be joining us on the podcast today. So please stay tuned just after this break. And all the way from Calgary, Canada, please welcome Irene Job. <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So the topic for today is the untold stories of motherhood. Um, it's not to scare you or discourage you from becoming a mother. Mm-mm, nah, that is not my intention. Rather, it's to keep you informed and prepared mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, and whatnot. Because these days, the media, especially social media, has taken reality away from a lot of things. Like, all we see on the gram are the flawless mothers, you know, all smiles, no stress marks, beautiful mother and daughter pictures, beautiful mother and son pictures like don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with that like there's nothing you know wrong to show your good side but like they say most people don't post their failures i don't post my failures in particular like they don't post your failures or their downside or what they did or what they had to do to attain um that level to get to where they are so like i said earlier our focus is on motherhood which is a very very large topic from the first trimester down to labor post delivery and all that so my sister irene will be throwing more lights on these based on her own experience so um let's get to the conversation so irene you obviously have the experience what was it like for you um motherhood generally or just yes um i mean it's been was an ex was it experience been it's been quite an experience i would tell you it's uh it has its ups and downs um just like everything else in life but more than anything it's been a very eye-opening um journey for me and um in so many ways okay it has um opened my eyes towards things that i would normally take for granted or you know there's just something different about motherhood that um opens up your mind in a very positive way um and yeah i, I mean in a nutshell i would say 
it's been a journey. It's an ongoing journey. Um, and I'm loving every moment of it. And I'm just going through it with grace. Um, because you really would not know okay. everything. Like, you know, how do you prepare? Um, right? True. Yes. All right. That's that's true. You you, you learn as you yes. as you yes. go ahead. It's it's a learning process. Okay. So during your first trimester, what was honestly going through your mind? I think that should be like the scariest moment when you just find out you're pregnant. And I know at that stage you can safely make the decision to either be pro life or pro choice. So what was going through your head at that point in time? Mm, that's a that's a very interesting question. Um, <laughs> sincerely, sincerely, um, like some people who are close to me um, know that my yeah. my my pregnancy was not exactly planned, but like I would always say, um, it was a gift to me from God. I've always wanted to have kids. Yeah. Uh, but like every traditional girl, especially being the first daughter of my parents, um, it was my wish to do yeah. it in a certain way. But when it happened, um, I, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm sad to say that at some point I had considered not being a mom or not having my, my baby. Um, every day when I think about it, it does break my heart um, because I didn't know any better. And if I would add, the main reasons that I wasn't going to was because I just felt I wasn't prepared. I felt, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not married. Why? It's not okay. I'm just at the peak of my career. I have a business that I'm yet to bring to 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 the world um i have my parents i don't want to disappoint them i have my siblings my two sisters that look up to me of course um i just had all of these things but one thing came to mind and i said to myself you know what um a lot of people out there would never have the opportunity you know to carry their own kids so uh the things that i'm worried about there are things that somehow would yes. always take care of itself. But finances and being in a country, uh, in a foreign country, all by myself, you know, all of these things came to play. And yeah. and at some point, I was like, um, you know what? The truth is, when I went for my first ultrasound and I heard his heartbeat, yeah. It broke my heart. Yeah. And this was Aww. like uh I wanna believe this was <laughs> thirteen weeks or maybe more than that. The first time I had my yeah, my ultrasound, Whoa. my first because I missed the first trimester's um ultrasound. Um so I heard that heartbeat okay. and it changed everything and I was like, you know what? To hell with the world. I don't care what anybody says, I don't care who I'm gonna <laughs> disappoint. I don't care if I don't have food or, but what I know is I'm having a baby and I'm going to be the best mom that I can. And I'm going to do everything to provide for my son. So 
um, it was a tough call, but um, I'm very happy that I made the decision. Uh, but of course, we all have um, we have all have that choice to make. And one thing for sure, just knowing that yes. he was okay, he was a hel- he was a healthy baby at the time, and is a healthy baby. Uh, very thankful for that. Um, and actually, the doctor said to me. Um, and she asked me, she's like, how old are you? At the time I was 28. And she's like, do you have a job? I'm yeah. like, yes. And she's like, you know what? This is the best time, the best age to have your baby. Have your baby. You're never going to regret it, you know. And I'm happy that I had that conversation. And uh, today, look where we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Michelle. Hey. Beautiful boy, he and he's also very, very smart. smart by too way. smart for his own good sometimes. No. Great. <laughs> no, great story. So, so what, what, what kind of changes did you notice, good or bad, like in terms of your body, your emotions, your health, your mental state, and all that when you got pregnant? During my pregnancy. Or during your pregnancy, right. rather. So, you know what? Um, yeah. Like, I know this might sound very, it might sound unreal, but I didn't realize I was pregnant till I was past my first trimester. Well, I was about eight weeks to 10 weeks when I realized I was pregnant. Just because, yeah, I um, I just live my life every day. Like, you know, the period comes good, you know, but what I didn't remember was, okay, well, I was away for my birthday and was with my partner for some time and all of that. But that's story for another day. Did I have changes? Not really. Um, I didn't have those morning sicknesses. So I only noticed the second one, like, oh, wait a minute. I haven't seen my period. What's going on? And then started to feel the boobs getting bigger, tender, and all of that kind of thing. <laughs> and some kind of yeah. glow that I couldn't exactly um understand and i remember a very close friend of mine yeah a close friend of mine uh she she uh she had asked me she was like she saw a picture of me as she did like a facetime call with me and she's like irene you look your skin looks so nice what cream are you using and then i told her the cream i was using it was just some <laughs> normal um, one of these natural cream from i bought it from a store marshall's and she went and she bought it so it was Months after when she, I told her I was pregnant, she was like, no wonder. And you made me buy that cream. And I <laughs> laughed the hell out. I was like, it was so funny. I didn't really have much changes with my body because I'm very skinny. But, you know, I just had, you just see a tiny frame and a little pot belly. They, they used to come just a, a belly that looked yeah. like a ball. But I, I'm very happy that I had a very healthy pregnancy. Um, I was healthy. I went to work from throughout my pregnancy till past my 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 due date. Two days past my due date. Yeah. Wow. Um, not every woman is fortunate to do that, but um, I was very very lucky. Um, I didn't have it. I wasn't sick. I was never sick. Never missed work. I, I used to well. I was just mm. very healthy. It was just amazing, and I really don't take it for granted you know um so yeah i mean come to think about it yeah That's it good. was just a very healthy pregnancy 
Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. I tap into that anointing of healthy pregnancy, man. Because you see some pregnant women and you just feel so sorry yeah. for them. Like, they can't move. They're so yeah. sluggish, you know, swollen yeah. feet, swollen yeah. nose, bad skin. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I mean, I, I would say that I, 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 I was a few shades darker, of course. Um, but I yeah. was, um, I mean, my nose at some point got bigger towards the, the later part of my pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> I know now I, I would look at my I pictures know. and I'm like, geez, my nose was so big and my <laughs> neck was so dark for some weird reasons. My neck was the darkest thing I'd ever seen. But every other part of my body was okay, oh. but the neck was just really dark. But yeah, that's the least of the worries compared to what other people go through with pregnancy, right? True, yeah. It's straight not so yeah. that's, that's that's amazing. <laughs> so what would you now say is the downside to being pregnant? Because you obviously had a healthy pregnancy, you didn't have all these discomforts that other pregnant women do yeah. experience so what would you say is the downside to being pregnant um a downside would be of course you don't necessarily you won't fit into all of your clothing being a fashion person um, <laughs> that was something yeah but on the lighter note i would tell you that i only bought one piece of maternity outfit throughout my pregnancy and it was a denim uh a denim the, the type that has the the maternity up band and I, you know, the baby exactly bomb. the baby okay. bomb one, and that's because my fashion is yeah. is not just restricted to tight body cons and all that kind of thing. Um, most of my clothes from my yeah. wardrobe I wore throughout my pregnancy. Like I said, I wasn't, I didn't add weight, I didn't add much weight. I just had my tummy growing, um, so I could wear like my free shirts, mm. maxi dresses, some of my tights, and just throw on a shirt or a t-shirt. Um, well, again, you can't really sleep the way that you would normally sleep because the the, the bigger the tummy gets, uh, the bigger the baby grows. Um, yeah. You have to always sleep on your side. You can, of course, sleep on your tummy or you sleep on your back. And then after some time, you no, can. You so it's just those little discomfort. But um, I can definitely tell you that's the least worries. That's the least thing when it comes to motherhood because... Uh, I would tell mm. you, being pregnant is the is the easier, at least for me, being pregnant is the yes. is the easiest part of motherhood. At the same time, is the most is the riskiest oh. part. Uh, you know, uh, is the riskiest part of motherhood. But uh, mine, for me, uh, that was a very huge discomfort, not being able to sleep and just roll. You know, yeah. but like I said. Other people would have other things to say about discomfort or the downsides. Uh, mm-hmm. But for me, um, that was just, that's the only thing that I can really think of. And of course, eating, eating, okay. like you just want to eat everything. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any particular kind yeah, of craving? My bo- like, was my, yeah, let me see. I like, I like uh, spicy. I like, um, well, not so much, but when I was pregnant, I used to crave spicy meals, all this suya and pepper soup, all the mm. things that I don't really have here. Uh, those things to us is luxury yeah. here when you have to eat all those, like you see, that is 
specially made like yeah, yeah. african yeah. delicacy so, i used to crave all of those but uh yeah just just mainly mainly those african meals nothing fancy like cold chocolate ice cream or or those <laughs> kind of fancy meals. Shell is an African oh, yeah. baby. So he's been he's been eating what all those things Jesus. from the tummy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh my god. So a lot of people neglect this particular um this question I'm about to ask. But at what stage did you register for antenatal? Because you just said that you didn't know you were pregnant until like your eight to seven sorry eight to ten yeah. um week so when after you found out or well, like when did you register for antenatal? that's a good question so like i had said earlier um i went to the uh to the walk-in clinic for the first time when i was eight weeks pregnant and just because i've always okay. been a healthy person thank god for that so since i moved to canada I, I've never really had any reason to go to the hospital like I'm really sick. So I, I, I honestly did not have a family doctor that I would go to. So I went into a walk-in clinic that wasn't so far from my work. And I just told the, okay. I told the doctor that, you know, I just explained I haven't seen my period. And, and she said to me, um, I would have to, oh no, first I'm, I'm missing one step. I went into the walk-in clinic. And they told me that I had to get a doctor because you know how it is abroad. Even if you have money, you can't really get certain things done like any faster. So first I had to, I had to wait for a doctor, for a family doctor to accept me as a patient, even if I was pregnant and I needed to see a doctor, but it wasn't exactly an emergency because they checked me and everything. I was okay. Um, So they said, okay, well, they have to get, um, a family doctor to accept me and then make an appointment. So this was, I was eight weeks, eight weeks okay. pregnant at the time. So I had to wait another three weeks to be contacted. And then Whoa. after one week was when <laughs> I was able to see the doctor. And first she gave me okay. all of uh, what we call requisition forms um, to take to the labs, mm-hmm. to go do the test and also to do the ultrasound. So I went and I did all of these first stage um, blood walks that would check to see the baby and then did the ultrasound to see everything. Um, But at the time when she saw me before sending me to do all of these tests, she had checked me and checked. And that was when I heard the, I first heard the heartbeat and then I went to do my ultrasound and I saw Mm -hmm. my son and I could see him moving. I could see everything like he was already a formed (laughs) you know baby or whatever they yeah so yeah yeah. so at that point um afterwards I was going every other uh if I remember correctly I think every month so I think it's like every month and then the closer you get to delivery then they make it uh every two weeks and then every every other day until you have the baby yeah okay. yeah wow so what about like um pre what do you call them prenatal what class is, um, prenatal no not oh, classes yeah, of but course. supplements so, yeah i was uh, there's this one uh i forgot what it's called oh lord it's 
what they give us here in Canada, I'm sure they have it out there as well. But the first time I met with the doctor, she gave me a bunch of it, like, you know, to go and just take it. It was a daily, like a daily supplement. I don't remember what it's called, but I'm sure as we go, I would remember. But it's really good. It contains all of these healthy things that would help the baby okay. grow, help the brain and help the cells and help the bones, all of that. And then I was also taking, um, mm-hmm. um, what's this one called? Calcium and vitamin D um, and and of course okay. plenty of water foods you know i'm not so much of a fruit vegetable person but i knew i had to because yeah, i knew it was to, important yeah, for my son to be very very you know come out with a very flawless skin nice hair bright eyes and oh, all of those nice things because i'm really vain like that so i i made it i made it the point <laughs> of you know duty to take all of these healthy things i used to eat carrots kiwi things that I would normally not have. Yeah. Um, but it all turned out good because he's a pretty handsome boy. Yeah. Pretty handsome, nice very lashes, smart, nice very brows, smart. Beautiful yeah. lips, his skin, he's <laughs> yeah. so smart. Oh, Martha, smart, yeah. too smart for he his is like too smart said. for his own good. Okay. <laughs> so now what was labor like for you i i know i know like um the experience is different mm-hmm. for every woman so um did you have any kind of complications like during your delivery like during labor um no i didn't um i would like to say that um labor is one of the most in fact being pregnant is such a big risk and going into the labor room is is by God's grace yes. because there are two things. You're either going to come out, or maybe three things. You're either going to come out, you and your baby healthy, or you're going yeah. to you're going to come out without your baby, or your baby's going to come wow. out without a mom. So it's the most scary yeah. thing, but one thing I know for sure is I'm a very positive person and for every time that I um, take on a project, for every time that I experience things in life, <laughs> I keep a positive yes. mindset and that's the same thing I, ha- I, I did going into labor. Um, I went into labor knowing that I'm going to come out with my son. I went into labor knowing that I will have a normal, a natural delivery, a normal birth, vaginal birth. Um, I went in there knowing that okay. everything will be okay, no matter what the devil tries to do, because it's the most critical point mm. in a woman's life during, um, throughout as a mother, right? So I, I, I don't think that people appreciate yes. mothers as much as they, they should. I, for one, I, I, I I'm don't guilty think of that, do, but ever but... since I, I had my son, I look at my mom and I thank God for her and I'm like, uh, for every time that I've in, in any way disrespected you, I apologize and I hope that you can find it in your heart to forgive me and I want to do more. I want to do everything that I can to give her the best life possible, right? Because it's such a risk. You have no idea, yeah. you know, 
Um, so going into I labor, I, I had that mindset and that really helped me because I was in labor. Okay, first, let me just take it back to how I, I went into, I, I had to get to the hospital for to have my son. Like I said to you, I, okay. I went to my job uh, up until my, um, my past my due date. Yeah. Past, and yeah, I was still not dilated. I was still, my tummy was still high, not dropping. Boy wasn't ready to come out, still having a good time in okay. there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately for me, my blood pressure went high. Now, this is nothing new. It's normal with first pregnancies and towards the end of the, the, the pregnancy, um, especially when you've passed the 40 weeks. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was going to just wait mm. and just, you know, water breaking and all of that. But um, unfortunately, that didn't happen. And then I went to see my doctor and they checked my blood pressure and it was like really bad. And they told me, go home, pack your hospital mm. bag, and go to the hospital. So I had to be induced, which is like uh, very painful. Yeah. I had Ooh. to be induced. They have different ways of inducing you. Mine was, uh, they put something they call a balloon. So they put it inside okay. of me. And then um, it makes you to, it helps to dilate uh, the, the body to prepare the body to open up at least so that the baby so I can go into labor room right so they put it in there I had it through yes. the night it was the most uncomfortable thing because um, it was giving me contractions yeah. and then um, as the balloon uh, opened up it um, oh, oh no I think they put yes. it in and then they blew it up to a certain size and then until it comes out that's it. I just had to wait for it to fall yes. off by itself. So the balloon falling off by itself, it means yeah. that I'm at least three centimeters dilated, um, good enough to go into labor room, right? And I went into yes. labor yes. room um, uh, and I, I was in labor for a very long time. I want to say I was in labor for for seven hours. And this this doesn't wow this doesn't include hours. the twelve hours through the night, um, up until I went into oh. because that's also labor when you're having those contractions. It's also labor. So when I walked yes. when I went into the labor room, I was in labor for another seven hours. Um, I can tell you that I was just very very fortunate. I was very lucky because um, at some point the other option was for me to have a sick c-section right because at some point mm-hmm. um my son was not responding well to uh the contractions and the epidural i think that's what they said to me um uh, uh, yeah, yeah that's what it's so called. at some point the doctor said to me um she's like you know what i i don't want to risk it but you might have to have a c-section i understand that you don't want to have it because you don't really have help. You don't have anybody to take care of you when if you have a C-section. But yeah. we have to, we have to care for you and the baby. And this is the best option. And I said to her, if you can give me thirty minutes, I'm very sure that I'm going to be dilated to at least um, eight centimeters enough to push and have my baby. 
And as God will have it, within 25 minutes on the dot, I went from four centimeters to 10. I was 10 centimeters dilated. Wow. And the doctor came. She's like, you know what? We're ready to do this. I like your fate. And I'm happy that (laughs) you made this call because this is the right call. And in less than a few minutes, the boy was out. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a testimony. Because I don't think any woman wants to go through, you know, having to open tear her tummy to bring out her child. Like I think it's every mother's dream to want to push sometimes, her child out. Sometimes most people some sometimes oh, most people yeah. don't want to though. For some reason that I think myopic yes, really? some people think that when you push then the vagina gets loosed and it's not I'm not sure, but that's oh, that's not on. true. So they would rather have a scar. Yeah, because look on the bright side. Than... Some people will push and then have a tummy tuck afterwards. So, you know, yeah. Mm. I don't know. This is just, yeah, to oh, each. Well. <laughs> <laughs> different people and they're different. Yeah, yeah whatever exactly. rocks their foot, though. So describing all this, it seems very painful, but let me just ask you. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what are you going to, what would you gauge or measure the pain of labor? Like what, what's, what's going to be labor pain I on a scale I of 1 to 10? I think I would say 100. <laughs> it's, the, it's the most painful <laughs> thing that it, there's no pain compared to that. It's a pain that opens a part ah. of your brain um, that you know that your life can never be the same. It's a pain that comes with, <laughs> it comes with some joy and comes with some, you, you begin to ask yourself questions. But you know, the best thing about this pain is the moment wow. the baby comes out and you look at the face of that child, yes. the pain goes away that same oh. minute. Yeah, but... wow. That was actually oh. going to be my next question. Like after labor, like what oh was your my first God. emotion when you saw oh my God. Michelle? I still have a video. <laughs> I was lucky to have a friend of mine in the labor room with me and she made a video. And every time I look at this video, I'm like, God is truly awesome. The moment I saw my son, oh my the first thing I did, I looked at his I looked at his face and I just started praying and prophesying great blessing to him. And I prayed and I prayed, and I prayed, Amen. and I called upon God, and I prophesied the best things that any mother would wish their child. Honestly, when I look at him now, I say, yes. I know God's grace is upon me. Um, when he came out, um, he wasn't crying. You know, every baby will come out screaming. He wasn't crying. <laughs> and yes. and I could see, uh, but the, I'm so thankful for Canada, honestly. I'm thankful that I'm in a country like this because... I don't want to take things for granted, but I can tell you that if I wasn't in a country like Canada, I probably would have lost my life. In, yes. Yeah, because it was a it was a battle, and I'm I'm happy that I came out alive and my son healthy. You know, um, he came out. He wasn't crying because of the long labor. He was so stressed, and I remember my friend telling me, um, "Irene, don't worry, he's going to be okay." I'm like, "Yeah, he's going to be okay." Like, he doesn't have a choice. He's going to be okay. I know that you're going to be okay. And I just was praying in my heart. And I could see the doctors, the 
pediatricians and all of these people, they had like, I would say they had like 15 nurses, uh, doctors and nurses, all of these people, caregivers in that one particular room. 15, I'm not kidding you. In that room. And they had like five people or maybe more attending to him. And at some point, I turned and I looked at him and I was just smiling. And all of a sudden, he started screaming. So guys, this has been the first part of the conversation with Irene. I'm so sorry I had to cut it short at this time. But I know we human beings, it's either we're too lazy or we're too busy to actually listen to anything that spars beyond 30 minutes. And besides, it's almost impossible to squeeze nine months of pregnancy and two years of experience in motherhood into this short time. But I believe the questions being asked are relevant, especially to future mothers in helping them prepare for this thing called motherhood. I mean, God has placed that responsibility in our hands and with the help of our husbands by God's grace. So thank you so much for tuning in and do not forget to tune in for the continuation of this conversation with Irene. This has been Faith Job and I am signing out for now. Do have a great day.